0: Welcome to episode one hundred and fifty-two of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in thirty minutes. I'm Ty, and you can find me posting about nineties men's hair men's hair fashion on Twitter at seatjk. And with me, as always, is Chris. Where can we find you reliving your personal apex, Chris?
1: My nineteen
0: eighty-eight is that is that it for you? That's no, your high watermark. I, I, it might
1: have been 92? Uh, 90, 93 Okay. Yeah. I mean, the tail end of the metal years, you know, the whole, it was very, it was a, it was a good time. Like my transition to the grunge, the grunge of a Seattle grunge. It was good. It was, it was one of my favorite times.
0: See my apex. So there's two different kinds of apexes in my mind here. There's the actual apex and then there's the apex in your mind where everything is still possible. That's what's so magical about the nineties for me. Got it. Got it. I understand
1: that completely. I mean, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the best part about being young is is all the all the things it could be and then again the best and then you know the best part about being old is like
0: most of it's already set so you don't have to worry about that shit anymore (laughs) (laughs) so somewhere in between it gets a little dicey i think it's interesting i feel like we've accelerated the jadening of our children like it's like hurry up and act like an adult (laughs) yeah that's a
1: That's something I try not to do so much, but, um, but it's true. It happens a lot. It's like you just, cause you just don't want to have to deal with their, their kid bullshit. Right. And so you said, why don't you just not act like that anymore? (laughs) Can you stop? (laughs) Please. (laughs) When really you you should just sort of enjoy it to the point where they wild themselves into a place where it's going to affect the rest of their lives, I guess.
0: All right. Well, we've got a great show for you this week during this holiday season. Unlike any other. By the time you're listening to this, it's going to be at least Christmas Eve. So we're going to get in the spirit in segment one, where we're going to give you our top five animated Christmas features. Maybe some ideas on what to throw on around the house. Uh, if you're you know, unfamiliar with the most common, popular animated Christmas movies around. We, of course, have uh, some detailed thoughts to give you on that. In segment two, we'll shift our focus from your eyes to your ears as we review some of the more idios- idiosyncratic Christmas music Lyrics, arrangements, suggestions—we're just gonna we're gonna pick it apart a little bit. Christmas music's been, um, you know, on the background for quite some time, and I'm ready to talk about it. Good. And finally, uh, segment three we will look into the phenomenon of Clausanon, a conspiracy theory that Santa Claus is none other than none other than celebrity chef Guy Fieri. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for Djawa before heading to the OT. We're going to revisit a past conversation about alternative ABCs with a new set of alphabet. I lost it. I, I, I should write it down, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at holla, holla. at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But f- before we get to all of that, Chris, I have to ask you can your 11 year old drive the ball 240 yards? <laughs> No, he cannot, although he can drive at about 200 yards. That's
1: which solid, is, which is good, which is uh, better than
0: some of my friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yes, he does. He do, he's he's progressing nicely as a golfer.
0: It's good to hear. So did you watch young Charlie Woods, of course, who I'm referring uh, this last week?
1: Yes, I did.
0: And and
1: I tried to I'm trying to stay sort of balanced about it because he is just an 11 year old kid. Right, I mean, he might be right now the most famous eleven year old in sports. I don't even know if I might in the world. <laughs> like I don't he's, good. he's close. I mean, and uh and I appreciate it for what he's done. I mean, good lord knows how I'd play golf if you turned on cameras and made me play in front of a national audience. Like I don't know what kind of crazy shit would go on. But for him to for an eleven year old kid to step you know, into the ropes and onto national television and play really well is, is something to be amazed by for sure.
0: Quite the debut for sure. Yeah. But where do you go from there? Well, that's the unfortunate thing, right? The only, I don't, to this point we have LeBron and, and to some extent, I mean, who was famous when he was like in eighth grade, right? Mm -hmm. There's no other story that's like that. Well, there's Harper to some extent, but.
1: There's no, but there are no stories that turn out good. (laughs) Like there's, I mean, it's usually when you get some kid who's, who's blessed at a young age with, with a, with a great amount of talent, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like their lives turn out very badly when they get, when they, all that recognition pours in. But I guess we'll see.
0: I, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, golf is the kind of thing that, uh, you know, it's between the ears as much as it's anywhere else. And, and to be 11 with that much attention and be able to do that, it seems like that part of it's just not going to be a problem. So it's going to be about what, ha- what comes with the privilege, right? Well, how does he react to access when he's able to access the world in a way that, well, and that this, again, we're making assumptions that this is going to just be this way in seven or eight years yeah. and, or mean maybe more like 10 years. But the bottom line is I, I think coming away from it is just really almost depressing as the average golfer, right? I think if you're a double digit <laughs> handicap watching that, you have to just feel terrible about your game. I mean, no shit, Charlie Woods outdrives some of my friends.
1: Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of things he does, and you know we're into this whole second generation of talent in in you know in a lot of ways. I mean, like you've got like Steph Curry, whose dad played. I mean, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. not not like it would be it would be it would be more amazing to see one of his kids like come through, <laughs> because you know Steph Curry's dad was a good player, but wasn't like the best player in the league right. was right. like, I mean, so to have to grow up around that kind of a spotlight is, um, is, uh, I think it's something maybe, maybe it helps him in the long, in the long run. Maybe it's just like, oh, this is no big deal. Of course, you know, I've seen people with cameras out on my lawn mm-hmm. since I was born.
0: It's probably good for him too, that, uh, dad went through a little rough patch <laughs> Now it was early in his life, but at least he'll know, he'll know about it. Right. So he'll, he'll sort of have some blueprint for what not to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot just, you know,
1: as a as a person who 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 uh who exists in that junior golf world a little bit with my kids. it's it was it's amazing to see um young golfers play really well, and I see it happen all the time. So it's uh mm-hmm. you know, you they they ran that uh, Nota Begay tournament thing where this 13 the, like the 13 under kid shot like 17 under for like 2 days.
0: <laughs> that's in, that's I mean that's I, I dream of I dream of such a thing. <laughs> it's, I, I
1: it's like I don't care I don't care how I don't care what kind of yardage you put out there. It's like just say, like you you can't do it. Like people I know golf golfers tend to be kind of goofy about shit like this. Like well if I played from that distance I'd shoot three under four under. No no you wouldn't. <laughs> I could put you out on a par three course right now and I guarantee you don't shoot four under. Right it's just yeah it's just a, it's just a thing it's just it's just a golf thing you don't have it some other people do it's just the way it goes you know you you know you have to develop the stuff at an early age if you're an adult you're picking up golf and you should because golf is really fun but just know that you're never going to play like that
0: ever it's just, it's i mean i i i guess i I've, I've known a few men that have picked up the game in their 30s and become scratcher better not not but not to the extent maybe that you're talk you're talking about ultimately.
1: Were those were those people like did they have like wives and kids? No. No. <laughs> yeah, there absolutely we go. not. There we have it. There yes. we so There it yeah. is.
0: If you're uh, if all the time in the world, pick up golf. Right. Um, last thing I was gonna mention with golf. So last week our friend uh, Josh Tufts sent us the the, um, friend the, of the anniversary shelf. of Tiger's Putt where he takes a cap off basically as the ball's going in during the president's cup. Right. And somebody edited it down and make it look like he takes it off of all the putts on the, on the way. And Josh asked us, um, when, in what situation would you find yourself so confident in the outcome playing sports that you'd shake hands with the loser before the final buzzer putt drop or made shot or whatever. And, uh, I was curious if you had a, had a quick thought on that before we moved on.
1: First, in in a real sort of competitive thing, I don't think I would ever do something so wildly disrespectful to my <laughs> opponent as that.
0: <laughs> well, and it's I, just... Let's not let's not compare ourselves to being in the playing in the president's cup. No. I want is there a moment from your life where you've walked it off before maybe it was guaranteed the outcome was guaranteed you might have known but nobody else maybe knew
1: yeah i mean i love the little things i love like you know a kevin Nah walking in the putt mm-hmm. i i love the steph curry like running the other way after he shoots a three knowing it's going in like he just he just turns his back and just sort of walks off those yes, kind of that's, things that's an excellent one. It, those are those things you know and i remember as a high school wrestler like when you're a high school wrestler you know you just there's some kids you're stepping on the mat with you're like i'm gonna crush this kid (laughs) right there's like there's no way in a million years this kid's gonna beat me so you you know you're a high school kid you might you might talk a little junk you might you might tell this kid you're gonna rip his arm off or whatever i mean that i've done that (laughs) but but it's not i don't know i just i don't think i would uh yeah, I I try tried, I tried to show a little more respect for my opponent.
0: I think it depends on the circumstance. I mean, if you've had some friendly smack talk, I mean, you know, these are low stakes things, but I can mm-hmm. think of uh, the, the very last time that I, I did something like this, I was at Top Golf, actually at a work event with a co worker, and he was a pretty good player. And I, I had it going. I was hitting the ball pretty well that night. And so we started playing for a little bit of money. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we weren't talking to anybody else. We just hit golfers. And, uh, I had to hit a basically a scoring drive to win, and um, I hit it, and I started to celebrate, and then the um, the machine didn't count it, and he was like, "Oh well, you know," he's like, "I'll count it, I'll count it." I'm like, "No, no, no, don't worry about it." Reloaded it, smoked it again, turned around, put my arms up right after I hit the ball.
1: (laughs) I do, I do, uh, I do, I do a thing here at the home ping pong table to my family Mm. where. When I win, I always like smash the like. I always hit a like a big smash forehand, like on the last serve. Like, they'll serve me one if it's if you know, because it's point and they have to serve. I call it the exclamation point. I'm like, woo, and then I and then I give them a big Ric Flair, woo (laughs) you got exclamation pointed. And then I and then I walk and I drop my paddle. I walk off.
0: Do you pump your (laughs) hips up and you thrust your elbows back once and your one knee come up too? Not really. The full, the full full body woo. I do. I paddle in hand. I just like tip my head back and I woo,
1: and then I do the little strut, and then I and then I drop my uh, and, then I, and then I and then I and then I drop my
0: uh, paddle and I walk out, and then I wing my bat at my eleven-year-old son's head, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I scream at him like two inches from his face. You suck.
0: Oh, all right. Well, that's nice. Let's let's talk about how we can abuse our children. <laughs> well, with that, let's go to segment number one. All right, in segment one, we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas animation shows. Did you do a top five, Chris? I did. All right, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Hit it.
1: My favorite anime, my, my fifth in my stack rank is okay. Twas the Night Before Christmas. Okay. It's, um, it's a one where, uh, I, love the, I love the shows where Santa Claus is pissed and won't come out and won't come to your, your town. And this is one of those where such a misanthrope. This is a this is a this mouse. This young mouse writes a song or writes a letter to Santa Claus that he doesn't believe in Santa Claus and he's a big fake. And so Santa Claus says, "Fuck you! I'm not coming to your town." And everybody's like, "What? Santa Claus isn't coming?" So they rig up the uh, they rig up the town clock to sing this song so that when Santa goes by, he hears the Christmas chimes are calling Santa, Santa, and then of course he comes by. Well, after after this young mouse learns a, a story about don't f with the supernatural bringer of presents,
0: I think it's unfair to the children of the world, um, particularly the less fortunate children, that the Christmas movies always end with Santa actually coming and, they're, and they get gifts no matter what. Yeah, That there's a miracle, and they weren't going to get any gifts, and now they get some gifts.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a that's a unfortunate side effect of let me hard steer myth. this
0: into the snowbank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the christmas myth doesn't work for everyone that's for sure and if, if you're fortunate enough for it to work for you then god bless you
0: and recognize maybe that you are able to enjoy it so nicely right <laughs> which i do good all right my fifth is the nightmare before christmas and you might have thought this might be higher um uh and but the reason i can't put it higher is because it's it's almost we've talked about how it's, is it really a christmas movie it is it's definitely about christmas and it's it's, it's got a saving christmas plot basically hmm right somebody gets uh, there's there's a MacGuffin with regard there's santa's the mcguffin i don't know i got nothing for it my point is that i can watch it anytime and that's why it's almost i don't want to put it at the top because it's not i don't need to watch it just at christmas i can i can enjoy it any time of year really yeah and what a performance by jack really it's pretty amazing singing those songs is a, a, a big part of my life when that movie came out <laughs> not like publicly but you know alone <laughs> <laughs> alone <laughs> depressed <laughs> during Christmas time <laughs> no I still I yeah. love I, you know um, make the music numbers in that in that movie really make it right it's it's a great story it looks great it's fun to watch um, I, I, if I had time more time I'd I'd watch it right now
1: yeah yeah, yeah for sure all right uh, my next one is the, the classic claymation classic Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer
0: okay I all yeah. that one did not make my list. I did consider it.
1: Yeah, because Herbie wants to be a
0: dentist. Ah ha ha! Like why? <laughs> why,
1: why, I mean, why are the elves so shitty to Herbie? Just because he wants to be a dentist?
0: I mean, the elves and the reindeer are fascists. <laughs> they're
1: they're, they're In awful. In this movie, <laughs> they're
0: just they're just awful.
1: Well, they're just you know this is what these are. This is what elves do. We build toys. You can't be a dentist. <laughs> I mean, it's so it just. I mean the The supporting cast is great, you know Klondike Cornelius and yes. the whole everything. I mean the whole the whole thing is the whole thing is fun and Yukon you know. Cornelius. Oh, I'm sorry, what did I call him? Klondike, that's oh. his brother.
0: Yukon <laughs> <laughs> Cornelius, <He's> Luigi, <laughs>
1: the, the, the Waluigi of the uh, not the, Waluigi, of, just regular Luigi <laughs> of the of the Cornelius brothers. Yes, there's, there's Klondike and Yukon. Correct. <laughs> sorry. Yukon, I don't know where Klondike came from. I mean, it's close. Regardless, somewhere. Northern Territories, it's mountainous. It's mountainous. (laughs) (laughs) But even Santa's kind of an ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie is about um, do everything you can to fit in and get rejected anyway. And then people are only nice to you when they need something.
1: Yes. But it's a great story. And Rudolph, you know, it's fun Ru- to watch Rudolph Rudolph pulls it off. And the uh, the voice acting's all good. I like it. I just it's just a good watch.
0: It's getting it's getting a little choppy. These days, what's that? They need to run it through like a remaster, like the way you take an old record. <laughs> just smooth it out a little, a little bit. It's fine. It's fine. It's, no, I know it's it's, charming. It's, the, it's, charming.
1: it's the shittiness that makes it that makes it
0: nostalgic. That's like Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get to. <laughs> Uh, okay, so number four for me is very similar. Actually, I chose this one over Rudolph, uh, the Year Without a Santa Claus. So this is primarily because um, I'm I'm all in for Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Like, g- g- well, first of all, you have Heat Miser's hair, <laughs> <laughs> right now. I, uh, so I get that. I identify with him.
1: You identify with Heat Miser? Yeah, sure. He's uh, Cause he's um, yeah, because of his hair. Um, yeah,
0: but no, I mean, this is a similar deal, right? It's, it looks, it's the same kind of animation. Um, it's got a similar charm. Uh, well, I just, this is
1: another, this is another one where Santa's just like pissed. Like, he's just like, oh man, people don't, uh, people don't appreciate me. So I'm just going to, so just fuck off. Like Santa's like, whatever. And Mrs. Claus has to like, like get involved. Right. Cause yeah. Santa's all up in his feelings about, about Christmas.
0: He's been doing this shit a long time and no one says thank you. Everyone says thank you. They leave him milk and cookies everywhere. Like, what's, what's better than that? Can you imagine the terrible crap he has to take the next day? <laughs> Listen, if I went to places and people
1: just said, you know, if, if I did my job and, like, I had to go to somebody's, like, the, and they said, here, have, these, have this milk and cookies. I'd be like, you don't have to think. That's thanks enough. That's, that's, that's all I need. Thank You're welcome. I'm happy to help. Like if every time someone asked you to do something or asked you to help them, and they they just didn't, they never said thank you but said oh here well since you're here have this milk and have these cookies you'd be no. like thrilled.
0: No, I want money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say thanks if you give me money. That's the whole thing.
1: But I'm just saying appreciation comes in many forms. And apparently mm-hmm. during um you know during the whole year without Santa Claus, Santa Claus is not feeling appreciated. So he's just gonna what check out. He's like mm, you know cowboy up, pal. Get these presents out.
0: Hey, man, I didn't put up any lights on the tree this year. <laughs> i just like, you know what? No, not doing it. It's rough,
1: it's rough for all of us, but listen, Santa, you, you you have to, you know, this is your one day a year that you just you have to do it. You have to be on your game.
0: It's true. It's not like he's got a lot going on the rest of no. the calendar season. He's got
1: elves helping out, Mrs. Claus helps. I mean, there's lots of things he has to do, but it's all, I think it's all sort of, you know, you got to keep the reindeer. He doesn't even have to feed the reindeer. He doesn't even have to hook up the sleigh. All he has to do is get in the seat,
0: access his magic powers, and get these presents out. All right. One night concerning. I'm now concerning myself with the politics of labor at the North Pole. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> one
1: night. One <laughs> night a year, guy. Get in the sleigh. Get the presents out.
0: All right. What's next?
1: Um. Actually, that was on my list as well. But okay. Um. Let me hop over to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. Just a quality. You know. It's funny. Um. We uh we did sort of a backyard wave hello to some friends the other day, and um, as I looked inside their their uh their house, they have one of those Charlie Brown Christmas trees, mm. like that little sad little Christmas tree with the one ornament on it. Sure. And I was like, that's 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 really nice. And I want to super... know what's
0: up with the mat. What kind of magic those kids perform? <laughs> they get around in group like witches, and they spin their hands around, and all of a sudden they have magic up a tree.
1: No, I mean. It's the it's the power of a uh, power of friendship.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, see, I appreciate that. It's a little pagan, um, and a little right. nod to the pagans, and that's a very Christian-oriented yeah. story.
1: Right, and and Charlie Brown is all about perseverance, right? Yes, like his whole that's his whole thing. Like, I mean, he's we, a cancer we, patient. Yeah, <laughs> you look into it. It's like poor Charlie Brown, but he like his, he's not living his best life as a child here. Like he's Charles, having a rough go. Charles M. Schultz has not set up Charlie Brown to succeed.
0: Who and keeps get, putting this kid on the mound? He gets hit by the ball every time. <laughs> he can't, get
1: go, can't kick
0: a football.
1: No, gets shelled every time, every appearance. He's got like his, he's got an earn run average of like double digits. Yeah, no one he's, else can pitch, but <laughs> Pepper and Patty can. Yeah, um but you know, in it's sandals, like, <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's it's always good, and I and I. And I like the I like the fact that because when I listen to adults, I hear wah, 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 as well. So yeah. maybe maybe I identify a little bit.
0: Clearly, my kids do too. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the number three is uh, for me the Grinch, and primarily because the Grinch is a classic. I love the story. Um, I like I like the setup. I like Dr. Seuss. I like that it's a tight twenty-two minutes. Yes. Now,
1: at what point did everyone decide they needed to squeeze every fucking Ounce of life out of the Grinch. At well, this that's point. just like, everything
0: now. No, it's like,
1: you know what? The Grinch cartoon is perfect.
0: Wait it's, for the Heat Miser Netflix series. It's coming out. In two years. <laughs> the book of Heat Miser <laughs> from Disney Plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Red versus blue, Heat Miser, Snow Miser. Right.
1: I'm firmly Team Snow Miser, Cold Miser. Anyway, the, um, no, the Grinch is great. It's like, it's Chuck Jones, so it looks like Bugs Bunny, right? Right, it's it's the great Boris Karloff, and because Borloff, Boris Karloff couldn't sing, you know who sing the the guy who sings the uh, the you're a mean one, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Tony the Tiger. There you go, he's great. Anyway,
0: all right, well that's let's a hustle through, hustle through these last couple.
1: That's it. That's that's. I think you got all mine.
0: Okay. Well, I just had to This is a good one for me to glom together then, because my number two was Mickey's Christmas Carol yeah um and my number one is like the disney animated classics and that's not really a single thing so i was going to cheat no matter what but i'm talking about like <laughs> oh the like uh, there's uh the donald duck hockey one it's called the hockey champ um the that's where he plays the 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 nephews right okay um pluto's christmas tree where chip and dale get into mickey's house and they're in the tree and the dog's going ape shit <laughs> okay donald snow fight fighting with the kids I like all these, like Santa's Workshop. That's a super weird one. It's all like he he looks insane and the toys are like marching into his bag. But so, you know, just like all the classic like 19th. Those are like
1: deep cuts, man. I don't think I've... I'm not yeah. really familiar with any of those at any real level.
0: Really? Like Toy Tinkers where like oh. uh, Chippendale go into Donald's house and play with the Christmas toys? No. No, I don't know. Those do are any deep of these? cuts. I don't know. No, They're where all available get? on YouTube. You should watch them. They're fun. You can where do put you them get on. Those? Like you can get a whole... There's like Goofy going skiing. You know what? I don't... <laughs> Fan- these are fantastic things.
1: I may like, have seen those as a kid, but I, 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 none of them stick with me.
0: Oh, see, for me, I don't know. I guess Christmas and Disney went hand in hand for so many years. Got it. For me. So those, that's why that's my number one. Um, definitely at some point tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to watch these Disney shorts on the, on, uh, the TV. So I look Sweet. forward to that. Segment number two. All right. In segment two, we're going to shift, as I mentioned, to an auditory experience and talk about some of our favorite idiosyncrasies. Did you make a top five or did you just have like some... Some, I have some,
1: I have some okay. things that sort of don't make sense. Okay. Kind of a thing.
0: Well, right off the jump, I want to talk about the fact that Christmas is simply the most phallic holiday. <laughs> We've got, like, a lot of jangling, right? There's, there's bells. There's a lot of peppermint sticks. <laughs> you, show, know,
1: you know none of those things meant like balls and dick until we
0: decided to assign them. <laughs> that's not the point. The point is when you <laughs> sing these things, this is what I now hear. Right. So it's I just, just feel like, like that sets the tone like, it's just, it's for a lot like, of what you're going to hear over the next 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> it's, you know, it's just like when gay meant happy.
0: Like okay, yeah, it, sure. It,
1: it doesn't mean what it means today. Like people you would use that in song. I be like, had
0: had that conversation. My, my eight year old turns to me. She goes, gay. I was like, what do you know about gay? And then we had a whole conversation. Right. He's and now happy. she, she already, like she had the, she, she watches TV. She knows. Sure. It's not like, yeah. So. Um, and then I explained about how words evolve. Anyway, so what do you want? Do you want to kick us off? Or do you want me to? Go. You kick it off. Do you want me to start down like the the really insane part or the the more normal stuff? Let's ease into it. Okay, so give, me, give me something <laughs> slightly normal. So I feel like always discussed in uh, in the culture is the fact that Andy Williams says scary ghost stories, right? In Happy Holidays. Okay. I feel like that comes up a lot. I'm like, what is he talking about? And people say it's a Christmas carol, but I I don't think that matters much. And and I'm going to tell you more about Andy Williams in a few minutes, but I'm going to start with the most obvious one. And this is, this comes on all the time. So I have this really well-tuned Pandora Christmas station that I've worked on for years. Okay. And still, I can't get it stopped playing this song, no matter how many times I thumbs it down. And it's, do they know it's Christmas? Right. And do they know it's Christmas is some wild unwoke shit. Oh, (laughs) 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 by
1: the way. So, do they know it's Christmas? At the height of the '80s pop star power,
0: right? It's it's We Are the people, World, but for Christmas.
1: It is. It is. It's. It predates. It predates We Are the World. Oh, it does. It uh, does. Okay. Yeah. And well, it's Band
0: Aid, right? It's it, all, band-aid. It, all, it all happens and at the all same these time guys. For me. I mean,
1: these these people were. I mean, it was amazing. It's mind blowing. As a as someone who followed pop music and loved pop music in 1985, '86. To see all these people in this video is amazing, but but yes, it's uh it was it comes from a place where of course they want to help
0: yes people the, in Africa the world. it's an admirable sentiment
1: but yes but if you break the ly- through a modern lens these lyrics are
0: a little rough <laughs> specifically obviously I mean this has been talked to talked about ad nauseum to some extent so we probably don't need to go on to about it too long but. Like, do they know it's Christmas time at all? I mean, all right, just, you're not the all knowing savior. You settle down. <laughs> and then obviously the one that stands out is, well, t- thank, t- tonight, thank God it's them instead of you, which is an extremely effed up sentiment.
1: Well, like, it's, I understand. What it the means is
0: count your blessings. I get yes. it. Yes. But the way what? it's written here is, well, you better thank God you're not those people. <laughs> well, and, and of course, heartily
1: delivered by Bono. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, anyway, I like always like the fact that the uh, they make um, Sting sing the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. <laughs> they make Sting sing that line, which always which which always makes me laugh. Soft. All right.
0: Sting can uh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't have that's else to say about that.
1: <laughs> it's a great song. I listen to it all the time during Christmas. The video is even better. It's like haircuts. It's like my favorite. It's like haircuts for days. Tremendous. All right, uh, for me, like Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is actually a Thanksgiving song. Okay, that's it. That's that's, that's it? my that's it. That's the that's the tweet. It's just it's um it's it's we for somehow it got glommed on to Christmas because apparently I don't know maybe it doesn't snow enough to have a sleigh during Thanksgiving, but it feels more like Christmas. But Jingle Bells is a um is a Thanksgiving song. And what is the name of the horse in Jingle Bells? bobtail. There we go. Thank you. Good 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 handle on your trivia.
0: If you were my 6-year-old, you'd think that bells were about to ring.
1: <laughs> bells are about to ring.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um I also had jingle bells uh because for some reason I I again, Pandora just plays whatever it plays, right? It's mm-hmm. like the rate curated radio. Um it played the long form jingle bells. Right, there's
1: probably like seven verses that nobody knows. Like, well, we all know like the first verse, and then that's it, and then they and we quit. I,
0: th- I think we don't know the rest of them because it's like about hitting on women. <laughs> 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 like, first of all, there's. I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. Um, the all horse right, was Fanny. Her bank. name's
1: Fanny. I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> misfortune seemed his lot. We got into a drifted bank, and then we got up sot. So we crashed. I took this girl out on a on a date, and I crashed the sleigh.
1: Yeah. Right. And then we had to cut the horse open and stay inside it for the whole night. <laughs> so we didn't freeze to death. Yeah,
0: and then there's more about uh,
1: Does he get drunk and groper or what? What happens in what happens in the fourth verse?
0: Uh not nothing specific. It just says Go it while you're young and take the girls tonight to sing the slaying song. Ooh, well so This is the song about murder.
1: <laughs> sing a slayer song. Yes. Like put on some South of Heaven and just like rock out.
0: That sounds like a good Christmas plan. Yeah. What else you got?
1: I got Frosty the snowman. I just like the fact that, you know, he smokes.
0: Yeah. The the
1: fact that a snowman is smoking, it makes me uh makes me happy because I'd like to I'd like to stand out in the snow and smoke.
0: Maybe it's just for the look he doesn't light it.
1: (laughs) Well now he's a poser. I don't know. I think he likes to smoke. I think I think he's a big, jolly dude who's not afraid to smoke. He's like John Daly.
0: Where do the kids get this pipe? Who's keeping an eye on these children? They stole it from Grandpa while he was sleeping. Grandpa was sleeping.
1: They stole the pipe. They gave it to the the snowman, and the snowman loves to smoke.
0: Man, if you, like, have a corncob pipe, you're going to be pissed if that's gone. Because if you are (laughs) smoking out of a corncob pipe, it means you don't have any other regular pipe to use. Mm you would be pissed. Those kids are going to get it.
1: (laughs) Kids are going to be taking the woodshed. (laughs) All
0: right, next for me, I've got uh, Santa Baby the worst Christmas song or right up there. The worst. Uh, and my really? daughter requested it as her like bedtime song tonight. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. She just likes the, she likes the earth, kit version. She likes the theatrics of it. Like the, you know, the, you know yeah,
1: the earth, the whole earth, kit thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but specifically the lyric wise for me, um, when she gets into the middle of the song and it's sort of, it's devolving. Right, it's like think of all the fun that I've missed and the fellas that I've not kissed, and it's just kind of okay. I get where you're going with this, but then it's like, oh, the the other thing I need is the deed to a platinum mine. <laughs> the deed to a platinum. <laughs> so now it's blood diamond. We're like you're, you're you're like you're invading. How is Santa bringing you the deed to a platinum mine? You're starting a gang war. Right. He can just bring you platinum
1: if you'd like. Just that raw. seems more likely. But you want the deed to a platinum mine.
0: All right. So. In and sort then of oh, the, sorry, sorry. Okay. And then also the next thing is also a duplex and then just checks. You know what? Just just fucking cut the check, Santa. <laughs> Forget everything else. Just cut the check.
1: <laughs> like vocally, Santa Baby and Rockin' Around the Christmas tree kind of annoy me in the same way.
0: I like rocking around the Christmas tree. You like rocking around the Christmas I, tree? The I Brenda
1: did. Lee classic? Yes. The um it's just it has I mean, maybe Santa Baby's worse. Much worse. But it has that same sort of, I don't know. It's kind of annoying. Kind of annoying vocal for me.
0: Oh, all right. Well, fair enough.
1: Yeah. All right. The, the next one I have is um, I Wish It Was Christmas Today, the SNL <laughs> song. And <laughs> The other day, I actually tweeted at Chris Meyer. I was like, there's a, there's a uh, Julian Casablanca's version, mm-hmm. which is awesome by the way. It's an I've awesome heard it. version of that song. It's I've so good. It. And I was writing, this is, this is the list of my favorite song performed by Chris Meyer's haircut. <laughs> it's true. But, um, so Boy, there's actually a video on YouTube of every performance of I Wish It Was Christmas Today from Saturday Night Live. Right. And it's it's pretty awesome. It's just... It's just so hilariously nonsensical. Like I can just see that, like we wrote this goofy song. And it's like Chris Kattan, come hold this, just hold this keyboard. Yeah. And then Tracy Mori, just come, just dance. You don't have to do anything. Just have to just do this hilarious dance. So now it just become a thing. But um, I like "Wish It Was Christmas Today." I think that's a great song.
0: I think I mentioned it on previous Christmas time episodes of our show, but I'd be remiss if I didn't also bring up SNL's Christmas time for the Jews. Just they get Darlene Love to come back in and perform it. They do it in the style of Phil Spector. It's uh, you're not familiar with Christmas Time for the Jews?
1: I think I am, but I now that you mention it, though, I can't, I can't, I can't sing it.
0: Um, I don't have it ready for you. <laughs>
1: That's fine. That's fine.
0: Uh, for but, me, next. Um, are you done with that? Sorry.
1: No. Well, I mean, Christmas Time for the Jews is funny because so many Jewish people wrote Christmas songs, <laughs> like.
0: Well, like it basically just talks like about they like white they get Christmas. To go to the movies without waiting in line, like right. they eat they eat Chinese food, right? Yeah.
1: But like White Christmas, written by Irving Berlin, Jewish guy, sure. Like tons of tons of the, tons of famous songs are uh, are uh, are written by by the
0: Jews. Well, we have a, a <laughs> we hope you have a happy Chinooka. <laughs> uh, so I have two more that I, I must mention. All right, uh, the Drifters' White Christmas um specifically there's nothing about the song it's just white christmas but they're really they're it's obviously it's the drifters right Mm -hmm. um and in its doo-wop style it's just they get really into the i don't know that there's any way for me to to explain what i'm talking about without just trying to perform what i'm talking about (laughs)
1: okay here we go i'm ready
0: (laughs) right so it's the low part and then the high part comes in and it's like and i i i i'm dreaming of wine (laughs) christmas and i love it i just i love it you like mark
1: out you like mark out over it
0: i sing it i i i annoy my family to death making that terrible sound i just (laughs) did into the microphone that's good that's uh
1: you know and then uh that's awesome.
0: With every Christmas card <laughs> <I write. laughs>
1: yeah, there's a funny, there's a there's a funny meme going around about um, that made me laugh about little drummer boy. It's like uh-huh. just imagine being Mary trying to get your baby down. It's like what what do you need right now? What you need is a drum solo. What you need right right here right now. Um, and I had one other piece of trivia that I discovered that all I want for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Is also is also uh, written by the same person who wrote uh, "My Heart Will Go On." <laughs> so, yeah, what is his name? Uh, his name's Walter. Walter. It's, it's Akrony, a crazy last name. A fanaceef. A I don't know. Weird. Anyway, um, it makes so much sense now.
0: That's a great song.
1: But that guy's that guy's sitting on a big pile of money because those are those are two very popular popular songs.
0: All right, and finally for me, I know we're over time, but uh, the the I got to talk about Happy Holidays, and this is when I was so. I was, there's the part in Happy Holidays where he says in Whoop-dee-doo and, and Dickery Dock, right? <laughs> and it's I like, can you spend five more minutes on the lyric sheet, please? <laughs> but and and he says, and don't forget to hang up your sock. And I have managed to completely sexualize this entire song. <laughs> <laughs> and. That's a new thing, by the way. I I know this, and for some reason there's, there's something about the phrasing and the 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 way he really wraps his mouth around the the that I, it's don't forget to suck on a cock in this house, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then just precisely at twelve o'clock, he'll be coming down your chimney. Jesus, I'm just <laughs> look, I'm but sorry. you've really
1: you've really taken you've really taken this this holiday song and and gone. Gone, you know, I mean, pornhub.com search on that <laughs> on happy holidays, you might get the
0: exact same thing. <laughs> whoop de doo, Dick. whoop dee doo, whoop dee doo, sing it right, children. Let's go to segment three. All right, in segment number three, um, we're going to talk about a, a list of similarities between Santa Claus. And celebrity chef Guy Fieri. <laughs> and this is another piece by our man, um, Brian Grubb, over at Uproxx. Who's,
1: yeah. who's really killing it over there.
0: He is. I love. I've been reading his stuff for as long as I can remember at this point. 15 years? I don't know. As long as the internet has been the way it is today. Yep. And I'm not going to. I'm just going to go through the evidence here. I, I don't have any feelings one way or the other. So <laughs>
1: Whether he is or not. Yes. The All first
0: right. argument here. Santa Claus and Guy Fieri. Are both jolly. Okay. Sure. You don't have any, do you think that's, that's a re Like, is he jolly enough? Is it the right kind of jolly?
1: I think that, I think that jolly is a,
0: it's a funny term to hang on someone. <laughs> have you ever referred to anyone as jolly? Well, it sounds like it's shaking. So it's like, it, 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 it has a connotation a, with being yeah,
1: fat. Yeah. You gotta be yeah. fat to be jolly. There's no skinny jolly people is what we're saying.
0: Yeah, man. It's a loaded term. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Two okay. L's, yes. man. Just, they're just both... Wiggling. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. They're both jolly. I'll, I'll concede you they're both jolly. In fact, we we watch a lot of... Not we, but but there's a lot of food network that gets played in this house. Like, mm-hmm. every time you go into a room, the TV's on, it's like, there's some food network on. And I always have to go in there and change it to something else. Because... and. At some point, the Food Network has evolved completely into the Guy Fieri Network, right? Like it's always triple D or triple G or triple F—I don't know whatever the, whatever the hell they're doing over there—but it's um, he's just he's just he's there, and you know I, I concede he is jolly.
0: He he is. he wants to bring joy to the world, if yep. you will. So Santa Claus and Guy Fieri both show up places to spread joy <laughs> and eat snacks. <laughs> well, I do that, too. Okay, maybe you're Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> I'm Filipino Santa Claus. I'm jolly. I'm jolly. And I also... I'm going to get myself into this conversation. I also show up places to spread joy and eat snacks.
0: All right. I good. check that right. box as well. Good for you. All right, you keep track of how many you got here. Let's see. Maybe you're Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus and Guy Fieri are both associated with magical towns that may or may not exist. So Santa Claus lives in... Various versions of a town at the North Pole that humans cannot find, um, and Guy Fieri uh, references a place called Flavor Town. <laughs> uh, one can only assume a magical land where flavors combine to dance on your tongue.
1: That's that's true. Um, the North Pole thing is awesome when you're a little kid, and then you grow up to realize there's no land at the North Pole. Right. And so, and so it's it becomes like well, where is it then? It's a heavens-in-the-cloud
0: situation. <laughs> it's, a, it's an alternate universe you just can't kind of see place. It. That's why it's there. You it's like Brigadoon. This island <laughs> appears on no map. <laughs> this is what we're talking about here. All right. Well, I in from, in c- the Kurt Russell <laughs> movie, see, that's what the Aurora is. Oh, oh, that's it's a veil through? Oh.
1: Yeah. oh, yeah. Nice. Well, I come from a place called Carlinville, Illinois, which may or may not exist.
0: Okay. <laughs> so. Is it magical? It's very
1: magical, yes. All right. This one's not so ex- good for you. It's extremely magical.
0: Uh, Santa Claus and Guy Fieri both have a signature look, right? Santa Claus we're all familiar with, and Guy always with a with a similar, a similar vibe, a beard, recognizable hair, a specific bowling shirt, flame embo- embroidered like flame <laughs> emboldened, em- emblazoned is the word I am looking for. Yes, <laughs> bowling shirt. I'm with you. <laughs>
1: um, maybe actually maybe Guy Fieri's heat miser. Okay. That I mean, th- there's definitely an argument to be made there. It's just simply based on the look.
0: Well, stay with me. What if Guy Fieri is Santa Claus, <laughs> and Santa Claus knows the Heat Miser, mm-hmm. and so he's like, you know what? I don't like this guy, but I like his look. So in my off time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he's not so, going to so,
0: see me anywhere because he's up here. Right. I'm gonna.
1: I'm gonna bite his style like yeah. Santa Claus is gonna bite, yeah, the Heat Miser style like on yeah. his off days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay Alright All right. You sold me
0: Okay uh, Santa Claus and Guy Fieri both cruise, cruise around In a classic red ride with an open top So we've got the red sleigh And a red mm-hmm. convertible car Yeah Santa also appearing to drive a red convertible numerous times In various film adaptations Of his story
1: Yeah he's not driving that red Mercedes Benz though That's for damn sure
0: I mean you have to assume he's independently wealthy <laughs> He's not driving that. Santa Claus and Guy Fieri both cover huge distances in seemingly impossible amount of time. All right, we're familiar with the Santa situation. Uh, But Brian's argument here about Guy is that he visits three restaurants in three different states in one 30-minute episode. This is no magic of television. It's
1: pretty pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And you know what? When he visits your restaurant, your restaurant immediately does like 7,000% more business. Like there's a, oh yeah, there's there's absolutely an article on whenever whenever he shows up to your place, your place just blows up.
0: Oh, sidebar. There was that food writer that destroyed that burger place in Portland. what was that? You remember that story? <laughs> a few years ago. Like this writer went on this long journey about the best burger in America. Uh huh. And like called it. I can't remember the name. That's a, a t- that's terrible podcasting by me. That's I clearly fine. wasn't prepared to speak about this. Yeah. But there's some famous burger joint in the Portland area that is now closed because it it ruined their business.
1: Because. They the couldn't guy handle showed it. Up? They couldn't handle it. Oh, it just folded like, like they yeah. people out the line. Like, what? Well, they just can't keep serving
0: people burgers. It's they weren't like in a healthy mental place.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they weren't okay. running the business well. Okay, they were just making good food, mm-hmm. and the pressure to be an actual business caused them to fold. Oh, that's too bad.
1: Yeah. What would you? What would you do? I would just keep making the burgers. Like, I can't make them I'd any faster. I'd food truck those burgers. I would just be like, I can't make them any faster. No, I'm just. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. You want to come eat them, and then like over time, like your business would come back off right. that boil, and then you'd be you'd be back to being, right, being a good thing. Speaking of speaking of food trucking, that the uh, the dicks the dicks uh, drive-in uh, food truck was in my town today, so oh. that was that was pretty uh that was pretty sweet.
0: I'm jealous. I haven't had delicious dicks in quite some time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they ran out they and you know we 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 totally like they ran dry we mm. bought every all, every burger they had in that truck got sold today
0: it's a successful food truck day then mm-hmm. all right next santa claus and guy fieri are both fond of reindeer um, <laughs> and the evidence for guy is that he once ate a reindeer hoagie at a restaurant in north pole alaska which is a different kind of affection but you would assume that santa has to raise those reindeer to maturity and then once they are no longer of labor age do something with them and you certainly think- in such a cold climate you would never waste such a bounty of meat
1: do you think that do you think that the 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 um the reindeer age out, like like For he sure. raises these magical reindeer. Like you, you're the Donner. Like mm-hmm. sorry, but Donner's dead. You're yeah. the new Donner. Yeah. you we've raised you to be the yeah. New we Donner. ate
0: Donner, and then I made a new red suit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> With and, tanned hide. Yeah, and so like you just age out, and then they eat you. They they just they cut your head off and like put it on a wall, and then eat the rest of your body. Like somewhere, you think, there, you think there's like in the in the stable. There's like if you if you were if you were one of the the chosen few who got to fly with Santa Claus, they put your, they put a plaque up for you. Maybe your head. No, they, it's in a terrifying put, sitting
0: room in somewhere inside Santa's house. You go into his den, and he's like, you're like, oh shit! It's like all it's these massive, deer heads, oh, like everywhere. All these
1: all these deer heads everywhere,
0: and yeah, and just an absolute um, nightmare.
1: Right, and they uh, and like, oh my gosh! I remember this this Cupid. He was such he was a terrific Cupid. He pulled the he pulled the sleigh for for twelve years, and you know he was one of the best Cupids we ever had. Yeah, <laughs> this cupid sucked.
0: There's, pla- there's plaques in the stable. The heads are in the house. Right.
1: Yeah. The It's pla- so Oh, that's a. That's
0: only yeah. the good ones too. Are the heads like the no sucky right. cupid? That's just. That. <laughs> Sorry. They made... elfs spears out of the antlers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like there's a hall of fame. Like there's a reindeer hall of fame that goes yeah. in Santa's house. But if you pulled the sleigh, there's a plaque in the stable that has like, like. Cupid night, you know, Cupid, yeah. They in the stable, in the stable,
0: of of they it. raise the uh, I mean, it's like a horse blanket, but for reindeer, right? They raise the <laughs> okay. blanket,
1: okay? Yeah, yeah. It's it like, yeah, I was Cupid from 1972 to 1985. Sure, like, I yeah, pulled that sleeve,
0: yeah, <laughs> and then the heads are in the house, okay? Next, Santa and Claus and Guy Fietti both have catchphrases we've got ho, 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 and you know, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, good night. Um, Guy Fieri says, This is bananas, and bananas is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not very creative on either side. Yeah. So I could see, you know, Santa just not really coming up with much. He's like, I really like food, and I know that's what I like. So you understand my premise here is that Guy Fieri is Santa Claus in his off time, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Like, yeah, he just <laughs> <laughs> is off time. Wait a minute. He's Santa in his off time? Yeah. Or is Santa gethieri in his off time
0: right that's what i mean guy yeah that's actually so you're saying the exact same thing i'm saying i just phrased it in a way that was confusing and you didn't right <laughs> yeah all right lastly uh we have santa claus and guy fieri both people who could show up on your roof and slide down your chimney into your living room without you calling the cops <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know is there anyone else that makes the list could you slide down in the chimney without being <laughs> someone calling the
1: cops? No. No. Because I yeah, I don't know. No. If I show up in your yard, you're calling the cops. Like I'm like a large brown man. <laughs> you're definitely calling the cops on me. <laughs> Regardless of how jolly I may seem. Yeah. Nobody well, wants me hanging around.
0: A little extra pressure for you folks baking your Christmas cookies cuz you want to send fl- Santa a flavor town when he comes to your house,
1: <laughs> for sure. Think of something good. Think of something. We uh we made some like molasses gingerbread cookies around here the other go. day, and when I say we, I mean not me, but the woman I'm married to made them, and they're terrific. And they're not going to make it to Christmas Eve.
0: <laughs> and consider a milk alternative. Otherwise, you're going to lay sand out on the toilet the next day. So maybe that's oat milk you. would be good. That's just you. No. No one can drink that much milk in one night. You're going to get magic. sick.
1: It's magic. It's Cow's magic. milk
0: is not made for human
1: consumption. <laughs> it's a magic. It's, he's got magic intestines.
0: All right. Fine. Well, that's it for our Christmas segments. And you know what that means. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? daddy <laughs> dad jokes of the week woo all right so i have a few extra because i pulled the christmas ones off because i didn't want to be reading these christmas jokes next week <laughs> okay so let's get through the regulars first i hate this one knock knock who's there doorbell repairman <laughs> no that's it there's no rejoinder it's over you liked it you laughed
1: i did i liked it you
0: straight laughed okay i liked it maybe it's funnier it gets told to you and you don't have to read it yeah why was the cat so small she only drank condensed milk okay bad why did the boy stare at his glass of orange juice for hours the container said concentrate Why did the pianist keep banging the side of his head against the keys? He was playing by ear. Mm. Look at that flock of cows over there. It's a herd of cows, dad. Of course I've heard of cows. There's a whole flock of them over there. <laughs> I, like, I like that joke. <laughs> a boiled egg in the morning is hard to beat. For your nutritious breakfast. All right, and Christmas. We have three Christmas dad jokes. Got it. How much does it cost Santa to park his sleigh? Nothing. It's on the house. No tickets on the house. What's the difference between a knight and Santa's reindeer? One slays the dragon, and the other's dragon the sleigh.
1: And that big fat
0: guy in it. That big bag of toys. <laughs> So huge! How can you carry it? It's impossible. Yeah, the whole thing. If, the, if you're not interested in magic, then you can't. You can't magic. get on board it's Magic, stuff, so. it's magic. It's just magic. They, yeah, the kids, ask me these questions. I'm like, I don't know how magic works. No. Think I'd be doing this, right? If I could, if I understood the <laughs> magic. I do magic. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be with you two, right? If you're struggling to think of what to get someone for the holidays. Get them a fridge and watch their watch their face light up when they open it. But that's I it like for it. Christmas dad jokes of the week. What do you got?
1: Woo! Uh, listener George, I am me. Oh, okay. A, uh, a, a joke. He said, "Why did Karen press a Control Alt Delete? Well, she wanted to see the task manager."
0: Yes. <laughs> Now there's an extra click in between the buttons, <laughs> and the, the, the application is no good. Yeah. Yes, I know you're pissed about this. Don't make, don't make fundamental changes to my workflow. <laughs> Killing me. What are you doing? All right.
1: Are we. This is like this is my second to last dad joke that I've had to write. It is. Like, this is it. I, it is. God, it. God. I've got. I do. I have a. I have a. I have a. This is this text. This text document that I have has. A disgusting amount of of dad jokes in it.
0: You mean that you you've written? you uh-huh. you kept track.
1: Uh huh. I, I I have them all. Oh, all the ones I've written. And they're in this text doc,
0: and it's staggering how long it is. You should just read them all. We'll record it and release it oh, as a my. bonus episode.
1: Yeah, you want to hear all the jokes I've written? <laughs> nobody, right. wa- nobody wants that. No go to god, the time. I don't want it. I don't want to hear them. All right, let's see. Uh, I built my snowman near the garden.
0: Oh, I forgot. You're telling a joke. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I built my snowman near the garden. Yeah. It makes it much easier for me to pick his nose.
0: There you go. I like it. I think golf balls would make a good eyes and a mouth for a snowman.
1: <laughs> what do you think? About it's always a gol- golf for us. It's always uh, golf for us. They're round. Like, they're they're round. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're white, though.
0: They don't have, there's lots of colors.
1: What, are you going to use the yellow ones?
0: I'm not going to play them.
1: Was he jaundice? What has he got? Like a he's got like a problem. What
0: about the two red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> two red those red it's like golfers. the death, yeah. the deaths know Some of those black vulvics that you, te- you tweeted at me. If you oh yeah, the black
1: vulvics would work. Just uh, they work great. Yeah,
0: that's what you should put in your kid's stockings.
1: It's cold. <laughs> yes. Here, have these black velvet golf balls. Enjoy these the one time you hit them and never can find them ever again on the golf course. <laughs> Don't hit it into a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hit it into anywhere. Don't hit it into the middle of the fairway. You'll never find this ball.
0: All right. Now, let's go to the overtime. Overtime. All right. In the overtime, in the last few minutes, um, I stumbled across this. I couldn't even tell you how uh, I came across it. Um, but i've seen this before but not for some time it's it's a thing called the gashley crumb tinies it's by an art uh, an author named edward gory and it is essentially well rather than waste time trying to describe it to you i'll just read it to you and then we can talk about it a is for amy who fell down the stairs b is for basil assaulted by bears c is for clara who wasted away d is for desmond thrown out of a sleigh e is for Ernest who choked on a peach F is for Fanny, sucked dry by a leech. G is for George, smothered under a rug. H is for Hector, done in by a thug. I is for Ida, who drowned in a lake. J is for James, who took a lie by mistake. K is for Kate, who was struck with an axe. L is for Leo, who swallowed some tacks. M is for Maud, who was swept out to sea. N is for Neville, who died of ennui. O is for Olive, run through with an awl. P is for Prue, trampled flat in a brawl. Q is for Quentin, who sank in a mire. R is for Rhoda, consumed by a fire. S is for Susan, who perished to fits, T is for Titus, who flew into bits. U is for... <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> U is ooh. for Una, who <laughs> slipped down a train. V is for Victor, who squashed under a train. W is for Winnie, embedded in ice. X is for Xerxes, devoured by mice. Y is for Yorick, whose head was knocked in. Z is for Zilla, who drank too much gin. Anything stand <laughs> out to you there?
1: <laughs> it it's a wildly macabre and perfect for a Christmas episode. <laughs> all these children dying of awful things. See, related for Xerxes devoured by mice is harrowing. <laughs> like all these are harrowing to me. Like these are this is uh, this is just as I was reading through these earlier. I was like, oh my god, this is like you know, how, like sometimes you're plagued by dark thoughts and yes, you just you just dr- you just drive them away. Like I can't, I I shouldn't think about these things. Like, Mister Gory, if that is your real name, <laughs> probably not. just just gave in, just like gave into the gave into the dark thought. The 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 picture for H is for Hector done in by a thug. Is awful It's just like, So Hector's standing on the street And there yes. are these two arms coming out of this alleyway Between these two pillars
0: It also a, appears to be Hector's a, graduation day <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's wearing a, a mortarboard yeah, Right he's, 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 a, he's a young student And he's going to get the garret around his neck
0: like, Yeah, it's it, at least it's like a silk scarf but, uh,
1: <laughs> d- d- It's better look, than a oh, piano
0: oh, wire is all poor, I'm <laughs> poor Hector Poor Hector's going to get strangled how, how did George Riddle. get smothered under a rug? He just he just crawled under there. Just got pinned in there.
1: Just pinned in there. I don't know. I just <laughs> the ones that the murders are the ones that I always. <laughs> no, like I understand kids doing dumb things, but like case for Kate who's struck with an axe. Like, I, like there this, are footprints. That one is pretty. Rough. There are, there are like footprints that yeah. like come through the forest. There's she gets struck with an axe and then the footprints move on past her
0: yeah it's like a coen brothers movie.
1: <laughs> it's the i just feel bad for these kids it's terrible
0: i think it was just the the kid getting thrown by the sleigh out of the sleigh i was like oh yeah christmas <laughs> <laughs> and also you know zilla who drank too much gin these are was-
1: i uh, yeah i actually pitched my son out of a golf cart once
0: I pitched so, our friend
1: Joel out of a golf cart once. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was funny though, because he was sitting with my wife; like he was sitting in her lap, and they were looking at something. I don't. know. I was just driving the cart, and I have to make this left turn. Right,
0: and he's and, not holding on.
1: And neither, I don't. Neither of them are holding. I don't know what happened. He just. Next thing I know, he's like rolling around on the on the on the concrete. Oh no! I'm like, uh, dude. It's
0: like, what is going on over there? You can, people aren't paying attention. Anyway, I, my assumption, if I'm driving the golf cart, is that you're paying attention and holding on. Right. I can't. I can't drive the golf cart. No, we're not in a car. There's no seat belts here. You have no. to look.
1: You have to. You can't be dinking around.
0: No. This while is an I'm driving this cart. vehicle, you are an active participant. <laughs> my mom used to sing uh, "Oranges and Lemons." Or not sing. I don't know. Maybe recite "Oranges and Oranges and Lemons." You know "Oranges Oranges and Lemons." No, it's a nursery rhyme. And I think that's what this reminded me of, is that because it's... Do terrible things happen? Well, just at the end. So there's all these things that happen in these towns. I I don't know where it comes from. I could look it up. But uh, it ends with, here comes a candle to light you to bed, and here comes a chopper to chop off your head.
1: (laughs) That's how the the poem ends?
0: Yeah, chip, chop, chip, chop, the last man is dead. (laughs) And my brother, my much, much younger brother, he was born 12 years after me, uh, he somehow recited this at, or no maybe it was me I confused the reality at this point it's a story from, you know my mom has told me so I didn't experience it okay one of us like said this at school and got in like serious trouble <laughs> in kindergarten my,
1: my daughter told some girl that she was going to die like someday you're going to die and that kid got all upset we had like we got like a note like a call
0: I don't, right. no no lies detected
1: I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. She's just, she's she's just told totally a young girl. You know, someday you're gonna die. It's just that's a, yeah. It's that's true. Just, that's that's the horrifying things we tell children. Like you know, when you're Catholic and you and you they they teach you that prayer before you go to bed. Yeah. Like it's if I die before I wake.
0: Wh- yeah. Why would you tell a child this? I don't know. I don't blunt that for my kids. I just Like. <laughs> They're like, what? Some die? Whatever. I'm like, yeah, everybody dies. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, everybody. Well, I'm
1: not. I don't. Wanna, you're not gonna tell a six year old kid if you die before you wake?
0: I mean, it's this it's is, like the first, like one of the first prayers they teach you. Well, I mean, the world wasn't always this modern. Day.
1: People used to just die all the time. I don't care. You can't tell a kid if you die before you wake. Stop telling children that. They don't, hear, they don't need to know that.
0: I mean, you hope your business is settled with God if that's how it goes down. So that's why you're saying. You know you It prayer. either
1: is or is it. I mean, you think that is that prayer that I say before I'm going to bed? Is I, you think that's going to bail me out after all the shit I've done?
0: I don't. Other people do.
1: <laughs> that's part of the problem. We'll work it out. I'll work it out on the other side. You know, I feel like I feel like that's a, ne- a starting point for a negotiation, not like my business isn't handled. Like, you well, got to go there. You got to, you know, you got to, you got to say, okay, yes. Yeah, well, I copped, I have to, I copped to some of this stuff. But, well, I mean, I think, I think I was mostly good. So I think I should get a passing grade.
0: We find ourselves in the world that we're in largely because there's a whole swath of people that said, Hey, man, I asked for forgiveness. And uh, <laughs> you said there were, there's no catch. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, I'm not getting A plus sainthood, but I'm also not getting D minus, F minus, like, like, you know, mortal scumbag.
0: I don't know, I man. Mean, what if death is just another set of handcuffs?
1: <laughs> That's our show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod where we hope you're staying positive and testing negative. <laughs> you're staying positive after that. Well, I love that finisher. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back with one more week in the year of 2020 with more pop culture, life strategies and existentialism. But until then, Merry Christmas. I
2: don't want a lot for Christmas. i oh.